and welcome back to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast you'll find that is dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process. I'm Lisa Leitner from adayinourshoes.com, and today's topic is ESY, extended school year. I thought it was a good time to do it. We are in spring, and it is the time of year when parents start learning about ESY decisions as well as trying to uh, make ESY plans. So let's talk about ESY a little bit. Um, ESY is a provision of IDEA. If you go to my website, adayinourshoes.com, and if you search for ESY or extended school year up top in the search bar, I do have a blog post about it, and in that blog post, I have uploaded the entire PDF booklet from the Department of Ed, which explains ESY. Um, ESY is not summer school, and it is not just for regression, and there are a whole lot of myths surrounding ESY. Um, it is not just for summer camp and, and so on and so on and so on. Um, I would like to clear up a lot of the misconceptions and myths about ESY. Um, first of all, ESY, like I said, it's a provision of IDEA. It's not just summer school. It's not based on grades. Um, but it is anything that extends beyond your normal school year. And on my blog, I have listed it. It's anything that extends beyond six hours a day, 180 days a year. However, I've come to learn that um, in, in doing this, that not all states require 180 days a year. Some only require 170. Um, some don't even have a minimum. But anyway... Um, But it's anything that extends beyond the normal school year. So yes, it could be something in the evenings, weekends, holidays, and so on. I had an instructor early on. um, I'm no longer in contact with this person, which I may get into in a future podcast. Not today. But this person was very adamant about making it clear that ESY was not just for summer, that you could... Ask for ESY if the if the child met criteria and standards for ESY. That if the child had, let's see, how do I want to start this? There's different standards for ESY and different criteria for qualifying. Regression, yes, is one of them, um, but it's not the only one. You can check your state regs for your state criteria for ESY, but. Um, Again, regression is just one of them. Um, The nature and severity of the child's disability, their rate of progress, um, special circumstances, if the child is having an emergent skill or critical point of instruction um, where, you know, a break would be very disruptive, then they would qualify for ESY. And so the thinking is, and, and the case law supports it, that if the child is at risk of regressing over the summer, you could certainly make the argument, and and my child included, you would have the data to show that my child really significantly regresses over Christmas break and spring break. Um, 
our spring break is really long. They get they get a week. He gets a week and a day. He gets he always gets the week leading up to Easter, and then Easter Monday. So he's generally off from like whatever that Friday is, then an entire week, and then a Monday. So it ends up being quite a bit of time, almost as long as Christmas. So the argument could be made that, yeah, if he's going to regress in or lose skills or not achieve a skill, if he's on the verge of achieving a skill um, over the summer, that he certainly could, can and does lose skills over a one or two week break. Therefore, per IDEA, I could argue that he should qualify for ESY over holiday breaks and so on. Now, it's very difficult to get a school to acknowledge that ESY is not just for summer. They just get in this mindset that ESY is just summer programming and no, I cannot give a child, you know, hot services over Christmas break and spring break and call it ESY. For me, that's not, as an advocate and as a parent, that's not a battle I would choose to fight. If my child really needed that service, I would fight for the service, but I don't care what they call it. And trying to get them to call winter programming over Christmas break ESY is, it's just not not the hill I'm going to die on, quite frankly. Um, what would be more important to me is that he receives the service. But my point is, ESY is not just for summer and it's not summer school. It's anything beyond the traditional school year. And some kids do get Saturday programming. Um, That's just what it is. So anyway, where was I? So ESY is not just for summer. It's not just for regression. There are a lot of different criteria and eligibility factors. Um, Regression is just one of them. recruitment and the ability to recoup skills is another if this if they're on the verge of a breakthrough um, such as verbalizing that's another one um, the parents you know this is one that it's funny because parents are like I'm not unwilling um, but one of them for Pennsylvania is that the parents inability or unwillingness to provide structure at home which it's really hard to get people to own up to this one but the fact is I'm not a speech therapist and I'm not a BCBA um, and I don't pretend to be any of those things so that's and that's what my child needs my child needs a special ed teacher he needs a BCBA he needs a speech therapist and and I'm un, I'm unable and unwilling to provide that at home because I don't I'm, I'm not those people um, so once you make the case that your child qualifies and you have to have your data So after Christmas break is a great time to really regroup and look at present levels and say, look at where they were in December. Look at, you know, in in November, a lot of schools hand out report cards and you do parent-teacher conferences. Um, What information did you get in November compared to what you have right after Christmas? And see if you have any documented regression or loss of skills. Um. So you, you make the case then that they've qualified. And then there's the other situation where schools put together these canned programs. Um, you know, they get teachers to go above and beyond their contract and they hire them to provide ESY. And they pay them to come, you know, nine to one, Monday through Thursday for the month of July or whatever it is. Um, 
you don't have to, you know, just because your child qualifies for ESY does not mean that they have to attend the CANNED program, that that is their only option. However, you have to make the case that whatever CANNED program they're offering does not meet your child's needs. Um, another kind of sticking point for parents when they want to try to get their kids into summer camps instead of the CANNED program is that the child, if they go to the CANNED program, they won't be around any neurotypical peers. However, um, no school district can require um, a non-disabled child to attend school during the summer. I mean, they can't require any child to attend during the summer. You know, you're not required to go to ESY. Um, but they certainly aren't required and cannot require non-disabled children to attend ESY. So least restrictive environment or LRE does not apply to ESY. They do not have to provide a less restrictive environment or time with typical peers because again, they can't require non-disabled kids to come in the summer. Um, if you want to make the case that your child needs to go to a certain summer camp or summer program and you think it should be at public expense for their ESY, I would visit the program or talk with the director. It's going to be hard to visit if it's not open yet and it's only February or March. Um, but talk to them about what they're providing there and you have to define it. What are they providing there that your child needs that they cannot get at your school's ESY program? That's what you have to provide. And keeping in mind that the bar is set kind of low. They're not required to make progress in ESY. They're only required to show that the child didn't regress. So this isn't a time to catch up um, to their peers. This isn't a time to get ahead. It's really all they have to do is just prevent them from regressing. Um, and it's unfortunate, but, but yeah, the bar is, is set pretty low. I would say since we are in, you know, late winter, early spring right now, if you haven't heard about ESY or, you know, look at your IEP and see if they've checked that box. Some check it just automatically at the annual meeting. Some do wait and do separate notices. Um, but if you haven't heard anything, now is the time of year that you need to send an email to your child's team leader, teacher, case manager, however your state defines it, and you need to ask. Um, if they're, if what the team has decided or can you meet so the team can discuss ESY because you want to have time. They have to provide it to you in writing because they have to provide you time to exercise your procedural safeguards if you want to. Um, so they're going to, they have to provide it to you in writing, um, and again, you're, you, you, once you get that, you have to decide what you're going to do. You can ask for another meeting, apply for media, or apply, file for mediation, and file for due process. Um, there's also what I call the path of least resistance, and there's no shame in that game. And that is, you know, sometimes I get it. We get tired of fighting with the school district all the time, and you just don't have it in you right now. That's that's okay. You know, that's where you are in the journey. Um, Maybe you can afford to just pay for it yourself. 
Maybe you have family members who you can ask for assistance. You can always look online and see if they offer any kind of scholarship to this summer camp. You can appeal to local civic groups to see if they will help you with you know, subsidizing the cost. Um, there's a lot of different agencies that offer scholarships for kids with disabilities. Um, you can apply to like national groups. If there's a national charity that supports the condition that your child has, you know, like I know for as much as I dislike Autism Speaks, I know that they offer all kinds of different scholarships for local programming. So that's something you could look into. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of different options besides fighting with the school district. And I, I don't judge anyone. Um, you know, there are some advocates out there who always have their eye on the big picture and, and say that, you know, when you raise the bar for one of us, you raise the bar for all of us, which I believe to be true. But that being said, you know, you just don't have it in you to fight every fight. And if you don't have it in you to fight over ESY this spring, you don't have it in you. And, and that's okay. Um, just try a different method. Okay. Um, so let's see if there's anything else I missed. Um, every child with a disability does not necessarily get ESY. So that's another thing to remember. They have to meet your state's criteria. And I have those online. Um, again, the, the blog post is a day in our shoes.com backslash extended school year. Um, and there's dashes in between those words, or just go to the site and search for it. I also offer a webinar explaining this further. Um, I have the Pennsylvania State Code booklet on there. I have the IDEA ESY booklet on there and, and a lot of great information. Um, so grab a cup of tea and dig in. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you next time.